Seattle in the 90s. A tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's teen dance ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW and the NPR Network. This is Sound and Vision. Earlier this month, KEXP celebrated International Clash Day. But KEXP's Janice Headley wanted to celebrate the women who were also playing music in London in the 70s, just like the Clash, who were just as radical. What Mick Jones of the Clash shockingly failed to understand was the women of the late 70s UK music scene were not your typical girls. They defied the preconceived notion of what a woman should be, turning their leather-clad backs on old-school views of women clad in pantyhose and sensible pumps. At the time, there were certainly singer-songwriter artists to look up to, like Joni Mitchell, Joan Baez, or even the godmother of punk, Patti Smith. But it wasn't until these pioneering punk bands premiered that you'd see all female lineups playing their own instruments, writing their own songs, and singing them. Which is why on this International Clash Day, KEXP wanted to shine a very overdue spotlight on just a few of the female-fronted groups of the London punk scene who were truly making a revolution at the time. I mean, four white dudes in a band? Hardly radical. These women made contributions to music that paved the path for future female musicians, inspired the riot girl scene to emerge in the 90s, and even elevated the music of their male peers, even if those guys won't admit it. The Slits are often considered the first all-female punk band, and the impact they had on music is undeniable. I live in a town with a hundred lights around my head is like a radio set. Founding members Ari Up and drummer Palmolive actually met at a Clash concert in 1976. Ari was only 14 years old at the time, but Palmolive saw her at the show and had a hunch she was destined for stardom. Palmolive had just been kicked out of Sid Vicious's pre-Sex Pistols band after refusing his advances. After that, she knew she wanted to form an all-girl group so she could write and perform music without having to worry if some bandmate wanted to sleep with her. In the early days, the Slits and the Clash nurtured each other. Clash bassist Paul Simonon gave Pamela her stage name. Joe Strummer taught Ari her very first guitar chords. Strummer and Clash co-founder Mick Jones recommended Mick's girlfriend Viv Albertine join the band. And according to her 2014 biography, Close, 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 Music, 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 Boys, 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 it was Viv who encouraged The Clash to be more political in their songs. The Clash brought the slits along to open for them on their 1977 White Riot tour, where the ladies scared the tour bus driver and were refused from hotels for their raucous behavior and outrageous outfits. Their shows were marked by chaos. Ari was a live wire, buzzing with energy and just as shocking. She actually urinated on stage once, 
not even as a stunt to provoke the audience. She just really needed to go. Their 1979 debut album, Cut, is a post-punk masterpiece, showcasing an eclectic mix of punk, reggae, dub, and funk. Their 1981 follow-up, Return of the Giant Slits, was even more experimental. But by the following year, the band called it quits. Ari and bassist Tessa Pollitt briefly revived the Slits in the 2000s, releasing a final album, Trapped Animal, in 2009. But tragically, Ari died the following year at the age of 48 after a battle with cancer. While their career was short, their influence has extended for decades beyond, inspiring bands like Bikini Kill, Slater Kinney, Warpaint, and more. Even Madonna is said to have been at the Slits' first New York City show. One of the bands that found inspiration in the Slits was the Raincoats, another all-female group that emerged from the late 70s London punk scene. After attending a Slits show in 1977, art school students Anna De Silva and Gina Birch decided to give music a go. As Gina told She Shreds magazine, it was as if suddenly I was given permission. It never occurred to me that I could be in a band. Girls didn't do that. But when I saw the Slits doing it, I thought, this is me. This is mine. The Raincoats infused their art school attitude into their songs, taking a DIY approach to music making and incorporating unconventional instrumentation, such as violin, cello, and even a balafon. Anna employed a range of vocal techniques, from typical punk shouts to Yoko Ono-esque warbles. Even their song structures were different. They dismissed the verse-chorus-verse model and traditional rhythmic patterns for something uniquely theirs. After a few lineup shuffles, former Slits drummer Palmolive joined the Raincoats in 1978. At the time, they added classically trained violinist Vicky Aspinall to the lineup. With Vicky aboard, the Raincoats became the first all-female punk band to declare themselves feminists. Gina recalled to the website Mutual Art, Vicky came and joined the Raincoats and said, well, you may not think it's feminism, you may not call it feminism, but it's what it is. Gina added, I think once you discover feminism, it's hard to put it back to bed. It's like sleeping beauty. You wake up and you can't be put back down again. I know it's a little girl, oh no, I'm not, I'm not gonna be, cause I don't wanna be. I never shall be in your family tree, even if you 
Raincoat's 1979 debut album is an essential milestone in the history of post-punk music, heralded as a significant influence on the burgeoning DIY scene in Olympia, Washington. Kurt Cobain was famously a huge fan, writing in the liner notes of Nirvana's 1992 compilation album Incesticide, quote, Receiving a copy of the Raincoat's first album in the mail made me happier than playing in front of thousands of people each night. Rock god idolization from fans, music industry plankton kissing my ass, and the million dollars I made last year. It was one of the few really important things that I've been blessed with since becoming an untouchable boy genius. End quote. The Raincoats still perform together. Earlier this week, they played at the White Cube Gallery in London. And on February 24th, Gina will release her debut solo album, titled I Play My Bass Loud, via Third Man Records. We'll hear more from her on KEXP later this month. Meanwhile, the Raincoats music continues to connect with new generations. London trio Big Joni formed in 2013 after band members Stephanie Phillips and Chardine Taylor-Stone met at a black feminist meeting. Chardine couldn't help noticing that Stephanie was carrying a Raincoats tote bag. Another band from the Clash era that's worth mentioning is X-Ray Specs. While it was not an all-female band, their inspirational frontwoman Polystyrene was not only a groundbreaker for being a female in late 70s London punk, but for being a black female in the predominantly white scene. Polly discovered punk after seeing a Sex Pistols gig in East Sussex in 1976. When she was 19, she took out ads in music magazines looking for band members. That's how she formed X-Ray Specs. From the very start, Polly was incredibly determined. After just six band rehearsals, X-Ray Specs played their first show at the London punk club Roxy. The band's first single, 1977's Oh Bondage Up Yours, became their most defining, and has since gone on to become an anthem for female empowerment. The track begins with the bold declaration, Some people think little girls should be seen and not heard, but I think, Oh, bondage! Up yours! One, two, three, four! The song isn't about S&M. Instead, it's all about the societal chains that hold people down. In a 2008 interview with Mojo Magazine, she explained, I come from a religious background, and in the scriptures, the whole idea of being liberated is to break free from bondage. In fact, while most London punks were wearing bondage gear bought from fashion designer Vivian Westwood's boutique, Sex, Polly was wearing day-glow colors and thrift shop finds with the price tag still attached. She sought to break free from all the binds of modern society. Consumerism, materialism, racism, and sexism. Oh, Their 1978 debut album, Germ-Free Adolescence, is a fun yet fierce tirade against these injustices. Songs like Identity, 
take an early look at the importance of representation. Artificial is an in-your-face takedown on consumerism. X-ray specs broke up in 1979 while Polly dealt with her mental health struggles. They reconvened off and on throughout the 90s, releasing one final LP in 1995 titled Conscious Consumer. Then you can keep the money. You can keep the tech. You can keep the money. You can keep the tech. Polly even released a few solo albums over the decade. Sadly, she died from cancer in 2011 at the young age of 53. Her influence continues to shine. FKA Twigs calls Germ-Free Adolescence her favorite album of all time. Swedish singer-songwriter Nena Cherry shared on Twitter, I found my voice and myself listening to polystyrene. There was no other black person in punk and not a woman. Kathleen Hanna of Bikini Kill wrote, Polly lit the way for me as a female singer who wanted to sing about ideas. She taught me, by example, that fame was less the goal than something to back away from when it started to invade your core. Her lyrics influenced everyone I know who makes music. These women were revolutionary, not just for being female, but for being fearless and for kicking down doors with their big Doc Martin boots while also wearing a frilly tutu. Their importance in music history cannot be overstated. The unprecedented creativity and energy they brought to punk were instrumental in shifting attitudes in the male-dominated genre. For KEXP, I'm Janice Headley. That was Sound and Vision. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and consider giving a one-time $20 donation to help support this show at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.